Amen. Praise God. Lord, we, we just thank you today and we praise you. Welcome, friends. God bless you. You're welcome to a word of victory for you today in Jesus' name. And I'm blessed and honored to be joined by Pastor Jan Ahern from All Nations Church in Dublin today. And I believe that Jan has a word in season for you, dear friend. And I, I just ask you, Lord, today that you would open our hearts to hear your word. We just thank you. Holy Spirit, we submit to you today in the name of Jesus. And we ask you, Lord, to to come and chair this meeting, Lord, and to speak through uh, Pastor John and, and, and to minister to these, your children, your sons and your daughters, Father. We speak uh, words of encouragement that, that the word of God would strengthen you uh, from the inner man and, and that you would be lifted up and encouraged, dear friend, because, you know, God, he is the lifter of your head. And no matter what situation is going on today, no matter what the enemy has brought against you, I just break off every spirit of discouragement off you today. I break the power of every word of condemnation or accusation that the enemy has released against you, dear friend. And I thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name for a fresh word, for, for a word of refreshment and a time of refreshment from your presence to flow here today. Lord, we release the, the atmosphere of heaven, the anointing of the Spirit of God, because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. And we command every yoke of bondage should be removed today in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So welcome, Pastor John. God God bless you. And, uh, you know, we're honored to, to hear from you today. We, we, we watch you on YouTube and uh, Facebook a lot. And, and we're, you know, really, I suppose I see that the Lord is using you greatly. And I, I'm so honored and proud, really, of you. And, um, you know, I just wanted to to hear a little bit of, of your personal testimony, because very often when we when we see you on on camera or whatever you know you're 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 teaching and you're 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 giving you know the word of God but I suppose from a personal level I just wanted to ask you today you know for for these people for these you know each one of us we're all sons and daughters of God and 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 different people have come to know the Lord um you know through different circumstances but one thing no matter how we came to know the Lord or or what the circumstances the thing is, is, is the presence of God never changes and yeah. his presence, that's what makes the difference. And I, I just wanted to ask you about, you know, your testimony about any experience that you had with the presence of God in your past, in your childhood or, yeah. or whatever. Where, where, um, well, uh, you know, I'm just I'm just reminded of, um, you know, that verse you quoted earlier, they overcame him by the blood of the lamb, the word or testimony and uh, just the you know very closely related to testimony i think his legacy and um you know from for me certainly I, I think it passed to joe's legacy and you know just leading me to christ and um because you know i'm just preparing my message for sunday and, and you know I'm, I'm studying on esther and just how uh something many of us never really think about but without that one woman esther you know we wouldn't have experienced salvation today because you know when you read the story of esther you realize haman had a plan which wasn't a new plan. Um, you know, we see that whether you look at Hitler or Caesar or these others, they all had a plan to wipe out the Jewish people. Amen. had a plan to wipe out all of them. And if he had succeeded, you know, Christ, our Savior, wouldn't have come, you know, because he came as a Jew. And so, you know, just that one woman, you know, the the, the, the legacy that she, that she left by her one decision to follow God and, you know, by Pastor Joe having that willingness that one evening to share the gospel with me and, 
to have me filled with the Holy Spirit. To this day, I'm not sure if I've ever experienced the power of God like I did on that night and ended up on the floor mm -hmm. and uh, praying in tongues and just felt the power of God. And uh, But, you know, some of my most precious experiences most have been just, you, you know, with God's presence. And um, I, th I think this is the thing that some of us tend to, to stray from over the years as we, as we learn. Um, you know, sometimes we learn uh, principles um, but we neglect the person Amen. and um, you know it's it's not about you know just learning formulas and um, I think that's something Pastor Joe you know used to always say to me John it's not about numbers it's about changed lives and um, I always remember you know that wisdom that he gave and um, and and you know we, we have this promise in, in uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4 uh, then we who are alive remain will be caught up together with them the clouds to meet the Lord in the air and thus we shall always be with the Lord Amen. and uh, therefore comfort one another with these words. And so, you know, the Lord gives us this assurance that, you know, the greatest promise uh, that he has given us is the promise of his presence. The greatest uh, blessing that we can have isn't some material breakthrough. And, and, you know, it's wonderful when we get blessed financially or when we clear our mortgage or when we buy a house or, you know, do whatever, get in a car. But, you know, ultimately all of those things are just passing. But the, the promise we have is that for eternity we're going to spend it, it with the Lord and that's why I think you know these experiences with him are so important and I'm not talking about necessarily you know kind of wild experiences where people yes. are taken to heaven and whatever but just that 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 peace that we get when we open the Bible and we read Amen. it when we when we pray or when we come to church and we get lifted we get encouraged we get a word in season you know, I just came to church last last night here in Word of Victory and you were you were sharing something and it really ministered to me because, you know, on the way I'd been listening to uh, one of these videos that I was sent by by different Christians. I know I'm, I get inundated with people sending me videos, kind of end time stuff. But I was listening to one of them and I got, I got quite depressed actually listening <laughs> to it, you know. And um, it, it, it was just like, God, you, you kind of walk away and you're thinking, what's the use of even trying? But, you know, you, you shared something about you know, Pastor Joe and the faith he had and, and, and just trusting God for those 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 miracles. But but also you see, you know, but you quoted that verse in Matthew about uh, you know, not to worry about tomorrow for each day is enough troubles of its yes. own. And I just thought, wow, you know, sometimes we can start worrying and we can forget, uh, like the Bible says, forget not all these benefits, and we can forget that, you know, he's still sitting on the throne, that he's still in control. And, um, and and therefore, it's good for us to share our testimony because aside from what it does for other people, it, it also reminds us of what God has done for us and Amen. where he's brought us from. And, and you just sharing that simple testimony of Pastor Joe believing, you know, for, for uh, certain things at Christmas. And, uh, you know, just reminded me, like, you know, we, we've all come a very long way. God has been faithful to us and you, he's Lord. done so much for us. But um, I guess my earliest memory of experiencing God's power was when my dog, I had a little dog when I was a little boy, Jess, and uh, yeah, I, I was so fond of that dog. I was I was only probably seven or eight-year-old kid, but I remember he got hit by a car, and he was up the back, and the vet said, ah, probably the next half hour he's going to die. He was he was up the back of the house, and he was breathing very heavily. He was in a lot of pain. And I remember I went over to him, and I, and I, 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 I can't remember if I put my hand on his head or not, but I know I prayed, and I said, Jesus, please heal my dog. Praise God. And literally within 10 minutes, didn't the dog just get up 
and, and walked away as if he had nothing had happened to him. And you Hallelujah. know, he looked like he was going to die. Like, and the, the vet was pretty sure he was going to die. But you know, I mean, for me, you know, I believe that was the Lord answering the prayer of a little kid. Who, Amen. And 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 sometimes we can overcomplicate faith. Yes. And um, I think that was one of the great things Pastor Joe did was he always seemed to have that gift of simplifying it and making it seem like it wasn't complicated, which it isn't. Yes. You know, you read the Gospels and you see that these are very simple. Uh, promises Christ has given us and, and that's why he said unless you have faith like a little child yes. and so it's having that childlike faith where we take it by faith and and you know without getting into all sorts of of you know mental gymnastics and all sorts of of, of uh, you know complicated formulas that we're trying to work and uh, just realizing you know what the we have a father in heaven who loves us and he, he longs to bless us he longs to do miracles for us and so um, you know, one of the scriptures that's been coming to my mind today was in Psalm uh, 46, and it says, you know, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And so you're talking about people, you know, you know, how do you minister to where people are at today? Because I know people are in varying places, varying from good to bad to just hanging on by their fingernails. And um, yeah. I certainly have uh, a lot of people like that. I know within the last week we've you know, heard of um, a number of suicide attempts, self-harming, all these things going on in the church, even among Christians. And because uh, people can be, uh, you know, people are responding to all this isolation in different ways. And, yes. and you know, whether mental or mental health, struggling financially, struggling with all the negativity and fear, etc. And so I think it's important for us to remind ourselves, you know, that here we have this promise that God is our refuge and, and strength you know a refuge is somewhere you go to when you're uh, when you need protection Amen. and so that that God is he's our refuge he keeps us safe but he's also our strength and so um you know we have that promise of not just only of God's um security but God's strength you know that we can surrender to his strength that's why the bible says that the weak say i'm strong and Amen. so you know irrespective of where a person is whether they live in the city or the country or whether they're young or they're old uh, wherever you're at you can access that strength by faith you can access that protection by faith because it says god is our refuge and strength a very present help in, in trouble. trouble and sometimes we forget about the, mm -hmm. the, the the personal presence of christ that he's literally just a prayer way he's he's right there beside you never will i leave you never will i forsake you um you know psalm 23 and thus we shall um and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever so i i think one of the problems in our modern world is we're just so distracted because of social media and tv and internet and all these mm -hmm. other means that are constantly vying for our our, our attention that That's we right. that we tend to neglect our relationship with with the Lord and that's Amen. why it says he's a very present help in trouble yeah. you know Psalm 91 he said I'll be with you in trouble and the reality is the whole world's in trouble and yeah. that's I mean that's beyond debate at this stage yeah. but we have that assurance that even in the darkness uh, you know even in the tough times the Lord is right there beside us and I think one of the most important things people could do in this current season I believe is to you know build a stronger relationship with the Lord to grow in their relationship with him and and to realize that he's right there with them they don't have to be afraid they don't have to be panicking mm -hmm. they don't have to be anxious like that scripture you shared last last night you know look at the the birds of the year you know they neither sow nor eat they got into barns yet your heavenly father feeds them how much more value to you than, than uh, to are, are you than all of them and Amen. therefore do not worry about tomorrow and so 
I think this is something, doesn't matter if you've been a Christian 40 years or, you know, two days, it's something we have to battle and something we have to face is, is to resist the temptation to give in to fear Amen. and worry. And that's why David said, you know, when I'm afraid, I will trust in you. Yes. You know, he recognized there's times when it's unavoidable that you will feel fear, but just because you feel fear, you don't have to allow fear to dictate your uh, actions, your emotions, your, yes. your, or, or your, your, how you're living. And uh, so this is where we, we, we come cool. to trust. There, there are times yeah. that's all we can do is simply trust God and believe Amen. he's working. And, and I think very much so with what the, the testimony you shared about laying your hands on Jesse, like, you know, that that was that simple child just yeah. said, right, I'm in trouble. Like you said, God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble. And And so... As that little child, you just said, Jesus, please heal my dog. And, and yeah. the dog was healed. And, you know, that might seem, you know, something silly to, to the intellect and, and, and the world's way of thinking. But God said he will use the foolish things yeah. to confound the wisdom of the wise. And, and like you said, we have to come to him like little children, trusting and, and believing. And, and this is the thing that people find so difficult because maybe perhaps in the past they've had experiences with men, with men or women who have let them down. Yeah. And, and they find it difficult to disconnect from that thinking that God is like them and he's going to let me down too. Yeah. You know, yeah. so this is the battle is really to, to simplify, as mm. you said. Yeah. And, and Pastor Joe used to often quote that, you know, like, uh, do not stray from the simplicity yeah, that is in Christ. Christ. Yeah. You know, so the, the gospel is simple. And um, that's that's a mighty word of encouragement there, you know, because Isaiah said, you know, that you will give us a word in season for those who yeah. are weary. And, and there are times when all of us get weary and burdened and, and dragged down yeah. or, or the enemy uses people to you know, to, to say something or to, to, to do something to hurt you. And, and, and these things wound the, the soul, the heart, the, yeah. you know, and your emotions. And so the place to come is, 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 is into God's word, as you said. And, and that's where we get that refreshment, yeah. uh, dwelling in the house of the Lord. You know, Hebrews eleven six says, without faith, it's impossible to please God. And, um, you know, one of the things I've, I've just been meditating on for my message on Sunday was this, is that, you know, it's not that we try God and find him wanting. To be honest, the majority of times is that we play it safe and we don't, uh, we don't step out because um, out of fear that God will fail us. Amen. But it's, you know, and this is the tragedy is that it's not even the case that we give the op God the opportunity to fail us, which he won't. But so many times we just decide to play it safe and we don't take that simple step of faith and this is why like as a little child the only place I could do, look to was God and he met me at that point and mm -hmm. uh, so many times in my life I look back and any of the testimonies that, that I've experienced any of the times I've experienced God's glorious presence in my life is you know you know none of those times have any of us ever deserved anything God has done for us but you know it's just that simple childlike faith of taking God at his word, you know, believing that, that, that what he said is, is true and acting on it. And that's same with us starting the church 14 years ago. I mean, we've experienced so many miracles down through the years. But, um, you know, I remember the greatest fear at the time was the what ifs, you know, what if this doesn't work? What if that we can't pay the bills or what if people don't come? Or, mm -hmm. and, and, and this is the problem. So many times people allow the what ifs to stop them from ever actually stepping out of the boat um, you know Peter could have taken that attitude but what if I put my father in the boat and I drown but you know what the Lord was there to meet him even in his failure but at least he was willing to try and yes. sometimes I think we 
miss what God wants to do. We Amen. limit what God wants to do because of our unbelief. You know, the Bible mm -hmm. says in the book of Mark that he could do no mighty works there because of their unbelief. And so our unbelief at times can really limit what God wants to do in our lives. And, um, mm -hmm. uh, and this is where people yeah. get dragged down too, isn't it? Because, you know, it says Jesus is coming back and will he find faith? He's coming back for faith. Yeah. And and it's actually the thing that that the world system or, or the enemy tries to destroy the most is people's faith in God, mm -hmm. uh, as you say. So I, I think that's really relevant there. And and so where does faith come from? Faith comes from hearing, yeah. hearing the word of God, you know, and, and actually spending time. And and I will say that about you, John, like, is that one thing I've admired about you all my life is that, you know, I, I see people who maybe you know, they want the, the glory, they want the, the camera, they want the podium or whatever, you know, but they don't see the hours, the hours, the years, the months, the days that went into, you know, that where you spend time with the Lord. It, this is something that people miss, isn't it, so much? They, they want, you know, to be in a prayer line, to get a word. I want a fresh word. <laughs> something that's, you know, tantalizing, something that's new. And, and yet... You say maybe the Lord would have you speak a scripture, and they, and and you can see in their eyes, and they say, "I know that, I know that yeah, already." Heard that but they, before. They don't know that, and like you know, I remember hours and hours of where you were, you know, for many times, dark nights, wet nights, above in the shed, <laughs> praying in tongues, yeah. and and you know, face, facing fierce uh, persecution for that because. It was a, you had a total life transformation, really. I mean, didn't you? <laughs> um, uh, because you know, w when you got saved that time, like you were, you were on a different path, and it, you were just a, a generally, you know, young teenage boy who mm -hmm. who was, you know, doing the things that all yeah. young teenage boys do. And 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 when you had that experience with the Lord that night, when you heard the gospel, it was a total transformation. Yeah. Yeah. Praise God. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I mean, none of my friends could understand it. I mean, I think a lot of my, even the family, just really. I, I admit to it. I yeah. admit to it. Your sister, I, you know, we did. We 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 thought you were bananas. Really. I, I remember I'd come down from the shed praying, and you'd be all in the kitchen talking, and, and there'd be silence, and I'd walk in the room, <laughs> this awkward silence, because nobody understood what was going on, including myself. Yes. All I knew was that I had encountered something I'd never encountered through alcohol or through relationships or through friendships or through the world, uh, through any of the sin I was involved in, I'd, I'd contacted something that was from a different world and I was just, I had an insatiable hunger for more. Amen. Because it was something I'd never found in anything else before, you know. I mean, because I remember so many times being in the nightclubs and being out with my friends and being out different places and thinking, is this all there is to life? There yeah, there was a dissatisfaction on the inside of me, mm -hmm. and so that night when Pastor Joe took the op the, the 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 opportunity to share the gospel in the most simple, he probably gave me uh, sixty seconds, and I was praying the prayer of salvation with him. And then after that, he says, "Have you received the other gift?" And I didn't know what that was, and that was the Holy Spirit lays hands on me. I'm praying in tongues, and you know, and and you know, I think that's one of the things I love about Pastor. To Joe, he was so personable. Um, you know, it was never about titles for him. He was he had a time for people, and in that moment, you know, I was just, you know, all I was was an unknown teenage kid, like what was and and but you know, he always made time for me, and um, 
certainly played a part in mentoring me and uh, mm -hmm. you know I just think in terms of legacy you know anything I'm doing today in Dublin I mean you know Pastor John Breed have played a big part in in laying the foundation for everything that that, that God is doing now and I'm, and I'm, I'm intensely grateful Amen. and you know I just think of you know I just got a message today from one young lady she's um uh, involved in our worship she's a lovely young lady from um, Zimbabwe and uh, just shared a you know a message to me saying about how her life has been changed in our church praise God and that she she just loves being a part of us and uh, and you know it really touched me and it just made me realize you know that this is the way the gospel goes it goes from mm -hmm. generation to generation Amen. We, you know that they're that there, that there were others, like I said, like Pastor Joan Breed, who carried the baton and, and who were willing to invest in other people. Mm -hmm. And uh, they, they invest in us, and then we invest in another generation, and they invest in Amen. the ones. Amen. That's how it works, know, isn't it? It's, works, it's, yeah. it's, you know, Jesus always went after the one. Yeah. And it was a one-to-one -one relationship where, where people were transformed. And I think that's very much what you're, what I'm hearing you say there as well. Is it's about relationship. Yeah. And so many people have been taught in the past that in order to get to God, it needs to be a formula or a ritual. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's not. It's and personal. The, and, and that's what a lot of people don't understand is that church is a family. It's mm -hmm. not an institution. It's not a business. Mm -hmm. uh, and there have been those who have taken the attitude, you know, in running church as a business or yes. an institution or a philosophy yeah. or a religion or as a prison. Yes. I mean, some people treat churches like they're a prison. You're now a member and you're trapped yeah. and you're controlled and you're and, and all that. Mm -hmm. And But it's not. It's a family. And when you see a church working the way it's meant to work as a family, it's Praise a God. beautiful thing, you Amen. know, because it's not a difficult thing for me to be around my family we're family we're related we're you know and and so it's 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 natural and that's the way i think church should be and i Amen. think a lot of people in this age are are, are 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 losing that i think because of our obsession with social media and and kind of living virtually mm -hmm. living our lives through a screen isolation a lot of people are forgetting the fact that you know the bible says uh you know planted in the house of the lord they'll flourish in the courts of their god psalm 92 or uh hebrews 10 not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together uh, matthew 18 where two or more gathered in my name that there is uh, you know, a friend of mine in 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 Bray, Pastor Kyle, um, he's he he's on the board of Christian Voice with Ireland with me. But mm -hmm. you know, he he shared to me how he believes that there is a theology of gathering. You know that there is this, this there's there's an actual theology that relates to the the significance of us gathering physically. Amen. You know that this is an know, anointing. There's a corporate yeah, there's anointing. There's something that happens Amen. supernatural yeah. that Praise you're not going to get by just looking at a screen. And no. we thank God for you know that that's there it's it's mm -hmm. it's you know it's an, an alternative at times when we can't get there but I, yes. I do I, I do think people need to understand the importance of being planted in their local church Amen. Uh, you know playing a part in it uh, not just turning up as a consumer because mm -hmm. this is I think part of the problem yes. with this whole kind of consumer mentality that we apply to everything including even to church where people mm -hmm. kind of turn up and they critique the sermon and they yes. critique this that and the other without ever doing anything to make it better and so and they'll say something like I got nothing out of today yeah, you know yeah. you're not meant to get something out of it you're meant to br you're bringing yeah. something with you it's like you. an ATM it's, it's, it's you know I mean you're an idiot if you say I got nothing out of my ATM when yeah. you've put nothing into exactly. it you can only Praise take God. money out of your account if you put something in and it's the same way to your church I think it's it's People need to come with a different attitude. How mm -hmm. can I serve? How can I help? How can I be involved? Mm -hmm. What can I do to help? 
you know, and for and the to, Lord to use you for abs- His glory. Absolutely, it's it's so important to be invested and and to be and to belong. I think this is important in this season because mm-hmm. sometimes people, like I said, are, are this week they're watching that and next yeah. week they're watching something else, and mm-hmm. and people are just all over the place. They're scattered, not mm-hmm. understanding that there is a biblical theology relating to the fact that we are called to belong. We're called. Mm-hmm. To community we're, we're created for community Amen. and there's there's a local church body that you need to be a part of that you can that you can help you can serve in don't yeah. turn up just to sit in a seat and, and have other people serve you you should come and ask the pastor well how can i serve how can i help what can i how can i get involved Amen. Uh, you know because there's always something and um i think this is part of the problem i think you know is that many times you have ministers that are burnt out because they're trying to do everything and they're yes. trying to carry the burden of of the ministry when you know the bible talks about and pastor joe always spoke about that a lot about ephesians 4 about the the five-fold ministry for uh, training and equipping the saints, saints that's to right do to the do work the works of service of the ministry yeah. amen so, yeah. praise god that's mighty john yeah because uh, you know sometimes people feel that well uh, my faith isn't strong enough or i'm not as good a christian as this one or that one and like that's a lie from the pits mm-hmm. of hell yeah. we're we're all one before yeah. the lord and and it's the amount of time that we spend you know, talking to him and, and allowing him to use us. And the, the sad thing, I think, is that many people go in and out of their workplaces every day. They go in and out of their schools, they're even in their homes, and, yeah. and they never minister the love of God to those mm-hmm. people around them. Think about what would happen in your church if every member of your church this week decided to invite one person. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's and, uh, because the number one reason why people come to church is somebody else invites them. Yeah. And I think people need to get over their fear and their inhibitions and their anxieties and just realize, you know what, there are people out there that are crying out. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there isn't a week goes by. I mean, just a couple of days ago, I heard of a friend of mine, his his uh, his friend's brother, his friend's son um, tragically ended his life. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are in despair. Desperate. You might know yeah. it. It might look like that on the surface, mm-hmm. but. Who knows what might happen if you weren't to invite Amen. somebody to church? And and you, like I said, I mean, you might say, well, I'm not gifted. Well, like I said, you can invite somebody to church. You can stand at the door and welcome people as they come. Say hello. Amen. You know, I mean, just something small like that can make such a difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, working as an usher, uh, you know, in the worship. Uh, the, I mean, there's any number of things that, that, that people can do. I mean, financially supporting, you know, your local mm-hmm. church. I think that's very important. And um, so, again, these are all things that we can do, because sometimes, like I said, people are waiting for God um, to touch them when God is waiting on them to reach out and touch him. Just like I did with my my with God, with my little dog, Mm -hmm. I reached out and touched Mm -hmm. God by faith in the most simple manner possible. Mm -hmm. And looking back, I realized that's as complicated as it gets. Mm -hmm. It's as simple as that. If we will, uh, Sam 30, I cried out to the Lord. And he healed me. Amen. Sometimes we are living with problems that, you know, God would, would, would solve in a heartbeat if we would only reach out to him. Amen. 40 days and 40 nights, Goliath stood there taunting and accusing and, and screaming at the army of Israel. And they just sat there looking at their giant. One young boy turns up and decides mm-hmm. to, to believe God. And by faith, he brings a giant down who had never been defeated before. Hallelujah. So sometimes, like I said, we are standing, looking at our mountain when we need to be speaking to our mountain. Praise God. You know? Yeah. And actually, you know, what you said there earlier, number one, about when you were young and going out to discos and all that and, and drinking and stuff and saying, like, is this all there is to life? That's where so many people are because 
you know, one touch from God can transform and change their lives. But so often, maybe, you know, people in the church haven't, you know, done the works of, of the ministry that the Lord has raised them up to do by going and, you know, talking to somebody in their workplace or, or talking to their friends or whatever. But, you know, Pastor Joe, and he often came up against that, I guess, by religious type people uh, would say, who do you think you, you are? Think you, are yeah. you know, and yet he ministered to you that night and said, you know, John, I, you know that there's a free gift that God wants you to mm-hmm. have. It's a gift of salvation, and and you said, yeah, you know, and uh, you 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 came and and everything changed. And look what the Lord is doing now through you and and through those people who you're mentoring, and what God is going to do through those people in their families, in their workplaces, in their homes. And yeah. Pastor Joe, that was prophesied over him, you know, about thirty five years ago that most of the works that would be done through him he would never know of right. imagine that and and isn't that true for everybody yeah. because it stops us from getting proud and lifted yeah. up yeah. and and it keeps us we're standing on the shoulders of the generations of those who've gone before so Amen. this is the i'd never be doing what i'm doing except for the fact that pastor joe was willing to step outside of his comfort zone and you know be honest you faced a level of religious persecution that none of us have ever faced Amen. because back then, you, you know, if it wasn't Catholic, it was a cult. And, um, you, you know, so really he, he had to face a lot of opposition. Yes. Um, but because he was willing to, and he had the confidence to do what God had called him to do, it it released all of us to do what God's called us to do. And Amen. for me to, like I said, you know, I, I don't believe I would have ever stepped into the National Boxing Stadium unless he had been willing to step into this church here and and, and turn his house into a church i mean which was a, a quite a radical proposition but I it, mean, it was the know. way it evolved as well you yeah. see was that like that you know they they invited uh, a person who was our mother to come uh, up to their home to pray for a relative of, of ours who was very very sick yeah. and 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 she started coming every night they prayed for months and months and months and like that's how and other people came then yeah. Because people need a connection with God and, yeah. and they need to connect with each other. Like you said, and, and in Hebrews, that's what the writer of Hebrews said, you know, do not forsake yeah. the gathering together because it's something that people can do very easily. They can get distracted. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. other things that are calling on their time. Yeah, yeah, no, it's... it's and uh, what happens is they become spiritually dry then and yeah. withered and, and you know, they're, they're disconnected from the vine of life who is Jesus and and this is when the problems start to overtake them well you know we've seen that you know even um over this recent time that people have kind of grown accustomed to kind of staying at home in their pajamas and just watching and um and it is easier to do it is easier of course (laughs) it is but you know the thing is that I would I would simply say to people is you know I mean when people are gathered in a service there is something supernatural that happens um, and that if you're there in a church service, you're not watching the service, you're participating in the service. And yes. and again, there's nothing wrong with watching a service from home. You're sick or you're not able to go or whatever. Um, and that's fine in yeah. its place. But, you know, there is something, there's a different realm when you gather physically. Um, and so, you know, I mean, just looking past the Joe, you, you think of that, you know, despise not the day of small beginnings. I mean, it started yeah. small. 
but it grew and grew and grew. Amen. And uh, that's even with our ministry in Dublin. Yeah. You know, we started small. I mean, every Saturday I would just go out to the out to Grafton Street and preach. And there was just my wife, myself in the church and another man. And um, just one by one, God started to add people. He started to Amen. add people and we started to grow. And, and now, you know, we got an evangelism team that go out whether or not I'm there and um, you know, it's it's just so encouraging. Other They're people have taken up the baton. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's times yeah. when we have three or four different groups are going out in the course of a week, you know, to Praise share God. the gospel. And so it's exciting, you Amen. know, when you see something snowball and, and it grows. But, you know, it all started with that one evening when somebody took the time to share the gospel with me. It's Amen. the same as, you know, D.L. Moody, the great uh, American evangelist. I, I mean, he led uh, hundreds of thousands of people to Christ. I mean, you know... Uh, tremendously used by God but it it took one man who was a shoe salesman who awkwardly shared the gospel with this young man he said to himself he was very awkward now he did it but D.L. Moody got saved and um, from did. that one salvation suddenly he he you know the you know a man like D.L. Moody that was used so powerfully by God and I'm not drawing any comparisons yeah. But I'm just simply saying it's just and that the, the his power ministry is still affecting of, people yeah, today. The, yeah, Moody Institute, etc. I mean, and so this is the thing, you know, the power of a seed. Yes. When we sow a seed, when we share the gospel with a person, we do not know, what you know they're gonna do. what's going to happen through that one person. Yeah. So it's exciting. Praise God. And there's, uh, you know, what I love as well, and I'm, I'm delighted that you had that experience with the with Jesse the dog, like, but many of, of the people who we see today, you know, or, or who we've seen down through the years with, with ministries that have touched thousands of lives and seen the demonstration of God's power, miracles, signs and wonders, all had experiences with the Lord when they were children. Yeah. And, and, and so many people do, you know, the Lord visits with people. He yeah. visits us in dreams and visions. He, uh, you know, the presence of God comes into people's rooms. And, Thank you, you know, I, I remember that even happened to me as a child several times in a very dark time and I, I never knew what it was mm. until years later when I was saved and I felt that presence again and I said yeah. oh my god presence, you were yeah. there with me all the time yeah. even in, in, in dark times like so praise god like that we, we never know even if you're sharing with a child you don't know what that child is going to grow yeah. up to do for god for his glory I, I remember when I was about nine or ten we were up in the turf shed we were getting turf and my brother Michael swung the spade I don't know what he was thinking of <laughs> he swung the shovel and he he hit Pat, my younger brother, at the back of the head and blood started spurting out the back of his head. I nearly got a weakness. <laughs> I remember I grabbed my brother and I remember I put, I, 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 I remember I cradled his head in my chest. He was only a little kid, like probably about maybe seven or eight years of age. And I, and I prayed. I remember I prayed from my heart. I said, Praise Jesus, God. please. Because I saw the blood come out the back of his head. Just like that, it stopped. Hallelujah. You know, and I, I believe God did a miracle Amen. You know, in that moment. And, um, you know, I tell you, God is a is a good God. He meets us where we are. Yes. And, uh, you know, it's just that simple prayer of faith. And, you know, people listening today may have all sorts of needs and issues and challenges. You know, I, I would just simply encourage them to just take a moment, turn off the phone, close the door, go in and just tell the Lord, because he already knows what you need before you even ask him. Amen. And just reach out to him and connect with his presence, his power, his goodness, his provision. And don't be moved by whether or not you feel anything or whether you think uh, anything is changing. You need to believe. Amen. You know, if you can believe, 
all things are possible to those who believe. Mark 9, 23. There is something about believing God. I think it was Smith Wigglesworth once said, he said, there's something about believing God that it will cause him to move over, to pass over a million people just to get to you, Amen. to that one person that's in faith. And so, Thank you, Lord. you know, I, I just encourage him, dare to believe God for a miracle. He's a miracle working God. He loves to do thing, good things for us. The Bible says, you know, that, that uh, you know, no good thing will he, will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. And so, you know, God mm. is longing to bless us. Sometimes people are afraid to ask God, like they might inconvenience him or that mm. they're being greedy or they're being uh, whatever. No, God longs to bless us. And mm. without faith, it's impossible to please him. So don't think you're pleasing God by going without everything and just barely getting by. No, we please God when we ask him big. Amen. Because we serve a big God and he's a good God who loves us mm -hmm. and, and he longs to bless us. And so, Amen. like it says in the book of Psalms, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. Amen. So, because, uh, like, just going back to our first scripture there, you know, uh, Revelation, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. It says, the accuser of the brethren has been cast down. And so, I think that that often hinders a lot of people from asking God or from trusting yeah. him because they're they're hearing accusations in their mind where the enemy is is telling them they're no good they're inferior they're you know rocking their in, their security maybe whatever the lies that he's telling us because Jesus said you know the devil is a liar he's the father of lies uh, he's a murderer from the beginning and he's out to to really destroy your future yeah. but you know so that's an obstacle people have to overcome so maybe just as we finish would you maybe just i believe i, I really feel the presence of god here with us today and and just to release that that sweet anointing and 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 an impartation of, I, i'll just allow you to, to pray on there for yeah. for our brothers and sisters in Jesus' Amen. name. Lord, I just thank you for every person listening today. I pray that you would encourage them. Lord, you see where they are, Lord God, Father God. And you said that you would never leave us, that you would never forsake us, Lord God. And I know maybe there are people uh, listening today and they maybe they feel disqualified or they feel like um, that they're not good enough, Lord. But you said, Lord, that uh, but Zion said, the Lord has forsaken me and my God has forgotten me. Uh, can a woman forget her nursing child and not have compassion on the son of her womb surely they may forget yet i will not forget you see i've inscribed you on the palms of my hands your walls are continually before me and so lord you've promised that you would not forget us lord just as surely as a woman couldn't forget her nursing child and mm. and uh, not have compassion on that child and that they, they, even that when they would forget that you would not forget us That's because sad. you've inscribed us on the palms of your hands you've literally tattooed a picture of us on the palms of your hands and so father you cannot forget us and i know you haven't forgotten those who are listening today and i pray that you would minister uh, hope to those yes, who are hopeless, Lord. Lord. Healing to those who are sick. Deliverance yes, to those who are oppressed, Father. Thank Joy Jesus. to those, Lord God, who who uh, are struggling with despair, Lord, in Jesus' name. I just pray for the release of joy in Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, Father, you said that weeping endures for a night, but joy comes, comes in the morning. Let joy come, Lord. Let joy come. Let joy, because you said the joy of the Lord is our strength. Amen. You said in Deuteronomy, because you serve not the Lord your God in joyfulness, 
Therefore, you will serve your enemies. And Father, I just thank you for any person today that is listening. I just command the power of despair, depression, negativity, anxiety, fear, panic attacks. I declare the power of those things broken over them right now in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for the impartation of your anointing that breaks the yoke. I command every yoke of oppression to be broken right now. Let joy be released in Jesus' name. Let joy be ministered to them, Lord. Let your peace, the shalom of God, the peace of God that passes understanding, let it guard their hearts and minds in Jesus' name. I thank you for filling their hearts with your peace. I thank you, Father God, for strength for those who need it lord there are those today who are struggling in their in their bodies lord Uh, father i just thank you for ministering lord peace to their minds strength to their bodies lord i thank you for peace in their homes and in our marriages lord come against all um uh, issues in their marriages lord i just thank you father god for happy homes lord hearts and homes that are filled with the peace of jesus christ i thank you father god for witty inventions divine ideas lord Lord. open doors of utterance lord give them a new boldness to share the gospel with those who are in darkness lord in jesus name lord even where they can't preach or prophesy lord that they could simply tell their story that they would tell their story of what you have done for them lord of where you have brought them from of of the hole you have dug them from lord god of the goodness that you've shown to them lord of the many prayers that you've answered them lord i pray that you would stir up the remembrance of the good things you've done for all of us lord and that we would be faithful that we would not have the rocks cry out in our place but that we would give you the praise and the glory lord god that we would acknowledge you for all of your goodness in jesus name for your mercies are new every morning great is your faithfulness lord i just thank you father let your anointing right now break every yoke of heaviness every yoke of oppression let joy be released in jesus name in their hearts lord just even as they're listening i just encourage the listeners just to lift your hands right now as an act of surrender say lord i surrender to your joy i surrender to your peace i thank you for the blood that cleanses me from all sin i thank you for the blood that cleanses me from all sin and i thank Thank you that all the promises of God are yes and amen to me. Thank you that all the promises of God are yes and amen. I receive all that you have for me, Lord. I receive all that you have for me, Lord. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise Hallelujah. the Lord. Praise God. Well, friend, God bless you. Uh, and praise God. We believe for a mighty day for you now in Jesus' name. And thank you so much to Pastor John. And God bless you and Joanna and the children. It's been a mighty blessing. Thanks. Amen. Praise God. God Amen. Bless you all.